0: Two out
1: of three falls. falls. Welcome to a new edition of the Two Out of Three Falls podcast here on the Cruise Control Podcast. I am Randy Cruz. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y. The letter J-C-R-U-Z. And as always, every week I'm joined by Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report. And Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com. You can follow Graham on Twitter at WrestleRant. And you can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi. Graham, my man, how you doing?
0: Doing great, Randy, sitting here. Almost as shocked as I was when I saw that Space Jam beat out Titanic in your March Madness movie tournament when Daniel Bryan announced his return of the ring earlier tonight. But uh, other than that, I'm doing pretty good.
1: Space Jam is making a a, a big-time run in in the the Sweet 16 now. But uh, it might go to the Elite Eight tomorrow, but don't even ask me how that's happening. Uh, Mark, my man, how you doing?
2: What's up, Randy? I see there are people that are are questioning the integrity of this March Madness poll you're doing on Twitter. I think that, I think that I saw some people accusing uh, the Russians of interfering. Is this this true?
1: Listen, (laughs) listen, man, I've been getting, I mean, any feedback you get is always great feedback because you get people, you know, they are entertained by this. They are engaged in everything. So, um, it's going on for like a week and a half and a lot of votes been, been, uh, Cast it. I agree, I greatly appreciate those who are, you know, staying up to date with it. But um, a lot of movies that I thought that were gonna be out in the first round or round two are now in round three. Probably round four tomorrow. So uh, your Space Jam's, your Toy Stories, your Home Alones, your Lion Kings are all in a, in a Sweet Sixteen. But we'll see who 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 goes on to the Elite Eight tomorrow. But um, enough of that. We're gonna have. A big time Daniel Bryan discussion because, you know, we 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 on the, we're on the show every week and we talk about Daniel Bryan coming back or not, or CM Punk coming back or not, or anybody else you can think of coming back or not. And now, you, you know, we were. It's funny because we us three were talking about doing the show at the SmackDown tonight, regardless before Daniel Bryan, um, the the news came out. So now. He he is back. He he's medically cleared to to wrestle again. To what extent we don't know. How how often we don't know. But Graham, I'm gonna start off with you because I know you're you're you a big time Daniel Bryan fan, and you've always said that if they're not gonna bring Daniel Bryan back for the Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Angle, you know you know what's the point of teasing it? They keep teasing something every single week, and now we finally know why. Not knowing how recent this, uh, this decision was made, but overall, right now, when you heard that Daniel Bryan was coming back and he's, he's cleared to wrestle, what was your first reaction when you first heard about it?
0: Happy, but absolutely shocked. And I know I'm far from the only one, but like I said, as you had said, Randy, I've said on the record multiple times, pretty much every single episode here on the show for at least the last four months that Daniel Bryan would not be returning to the ring to WWE just because I would think and I would say this multiple times over the last two years that if they were going to clear him to compete, why wouldn't they have done it two years ago? Why wouldn't they have done it a year ago? Why wouldn't they have done it a few months ago for the Royal Rumble? Uh, Daniel Bryan said in his promo at the start of the show on SmackDown earlier tonight that he's asked WWE to reevaluate his case, that he went to multiple different doctors to look back into his health and see if he's gotten better. He obviously has been working hard at getting back into the ring. Um, I don't know if your brain, the state of your brain, whatever he's been dealing with, could improve. Or I'm not exactly sure this uh, the specifics of the situation. But Meltzer, and take this for what it was worth, um, he was saying earlier today that. Daniel Bryan was apparently cleared to compete a while ago. Like, this has been well-known for months now, and it's like, I highly doubt that's the case. Otherwise, I'm not sure why this wouldn't have got out sooner. It only really broke today. I mean, there were some reports in the last couple days we were talking about it over text, and I was saying how ridiculous it was that people would think he'd actually be back, but he is. Right. Um, I know there were reports that he declined an in-ring return, which is absolutely ridiculous, and obviously not the case based off what we saw on SmackDown tonight. But no, he is coming back to the ring. Um, I think WWE, they really got to spin this in the right way. I'm not saying oh, I'm fearing for Daniel Bryan's health here, which I I think we all are. But I think with Daniel Bryan, I think WWE has has set a precedent here where they said time after time after time that this guy's health will prevent him from wrestling again. Mm -hmm. And now they have to tell us what's changed. What's, what has happened to his health in the last number of weeks, months, days, whatever, that caused this change to him being allowed to wrestle again? Like, we need to know that. Otherwise, I don't think they would be risking this publicity nightmare by letting this guy back get back in the ring just because they don't want him to go to Ring of Honor or, or New Japan or whatever. I doubt I mean, I'm sure that's part of it, right. but I think the real thing is that they actually did look back into his case, his health changed, and now he's good to go, but – that aside, I am very excited. Obviously, the uh, the possibilities of dream matches with the likes of Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Kurt Angle even, AJ Styles, are oh, yeah. off the charts. They're endless. So I'm looking forward to Brian being back in the ring soon.
1: So, Mark, when you got word of that Daniel Bryan was going to be back, cleared, ready to go, um, again, the same question I asked to Graham, what was your first initial reaction to that?
2: Uh, surprise! I, I really didn't think that it was going to happen. I, it's 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 funny because we've been talking about this every week, and every week we kind of say the same thing. Graham says it louder than you and I, Randy, but we we say the same we say the same thing, and that's this whole SmackDown storyline with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan and, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It it seems to be leading to Something happening with Daniel Bryan in the ring, mm. but we didn't think for for a very long time that it it could possibly blow off with Daniel Bryan in the ring, right? And now, and now we hear three weeks out of WrestleMania that Daniel Bryan is actually cleared for in-ring action. So I, I mean, there, the the timing of it is strange. Now I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to speculate, and I don't want to be paranoid because end of the day, this is great news for wrestling fans. It's great news for Daniel Bryan because something that he's wanted now uh, for a while and something that he's been trying to get for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, But again, like kind of like Graham said, um, his health is is still the most important. So was, was I excited to hear that a hundred percent from, from a selfish perspective, very excited because he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, but there is also that in the back of your mind, like, all right, well, let's, let's just be careful here. Let's, let's relax. Let's, let's not go too crazy because he, he was on the sidelines on the shelf for two years for a reason. Uh, they, they didn't just make it up. He, there was something wrong with his neck, with his head, with his brain. Right. And these are, these are serious things. This is not something to mess around with. so, when, when and if, if and when he does get back in the ring and has a real match, I think everyone will kind of be holding their breath just a little bit, um, th- just to make sure everything goes all right. But I, but of course, I mean, I, I don't want to take away how, how great this is, how, how cool it is. One of the best wrestlers ever, you know, you could say is is now back and, and ready to, to perform again in the ring. It's It's great.
1: So first, you know, we, we're, we're going to get Daniel Bryan back. Next is uh, CM Punk. Next and after that is Hulk Hogan. So everybody's coming back, right? Everybody, everybody's coming back, right?
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, I don't know. If, I, I imagine eventually Hulk Hogan will come back. <laughs> CM Punk, well, he's coming back to the octagon in a couple of months to, to fight yeah. at UFC 225 yeah. in Chicago in his hometown. But uh, I, I, but but for but for tonight, for for Tuesday night, three weeks out of out of WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan is uh, is is cleared and ready to go.
1: One one comeback at a time. Um, so now we see him on SmackDown. Um, tonight he does the promo about being grateful, coming back, and just having that second chance at, uh, of living out his dream and and things like that. And um, at the end. He says to uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn that they're both fired. And KO and Sami Zayn attack Daniel Bryan. And then for for a quick minute or two, we seen the 2014 Daniel Bryan going back and forth up against the ropes and, and, and the kicks and everything. So we did get that flashback. They, they did attack him. So even me at home is like, man, like how, what kind of bumps is he going to take? And now... With that aftermath, it, it, it makes you it makes you wonder what kind of match is going to happen at WrestleMania. He did say he wants to you know he wants to come back, but is WrestleMania the 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 time and place for it? Uh, likely, it'll be you know again. It could be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, even though they are quote unquote fired uh, KO and Sami Zayn against both Daniel Bryan and Shane. Because I think that's the way. It should end up because they, they they did both attack Shane and Daniel, so it'll make sense for be for it to be a tag match. With now, if he, if he's wrestling at, at WrestleMania, Graham, are you gonna be at home? Like, how many bumps is he gonna take? What kind of bumps does he take? Is it is it the first match gonna be more Shane carrying a uh, Shane KO and Sami Zayn carrying the match, or like what do you expect from Daniel Bryan? if he does get the match at WrestleMania?
0: Well, first of all, I think it's important to point out that this is the match that makes the most sense. I know people want to see him against Shinsuke Nakamura. Like I said, Kurt Angle, all these other stars. In due time is all I got to say to that. In due time, the match that that makes the most sense based off what we've seen in recent months, the only way to make any of this Shane Owens, Sammy Bryan drama worthwhile. Right. And I've gone on the record before and saying it's a complete waste of time unless Bryan gets back in the ring. Well, now he's back in the ring, you got to do the match. And it mm-hmm. should also be a lot of fun, too. I don't really need to see the mandatory Shane McMahon match at WrestleMania, but True. Uh, Daniel Bryan mixing it up with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the first time in a WWE ring should be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if they're gonna heavily rely on Shane doing the in ring work and then Brian first of all, you know the crowd's gonna pop huge when Brian makes that hot tag, yeah, which he town, was you know, very well known for during his team Hell No days. They're gonna fucking blow the roof off that place off the um whatever arena it is in New Orleans that they're gonna be at. So Super Dome Superdome. I was going to say the Silver Dome. I was going to pull a Hulk Hogan oh, and say the Silver Thank you, Randy. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it should be great. I guess we'll see, like I said, the initial report from people online and take it for what it's worth was that Brian had declined the match because they had told him he wouldn't be taking that many bumps. Well, he's obviously coming back to the ring, so I doubt that's the case where they're just going to have him be limited. Maybe in his first match back. Right. Um, they didn't really specify whether he's back on a full-time basis. As of right now, he's still the SmackDown GM, so I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I assume they're going to take a wait-and-see approach, probably have him go back, get back in the ring and, and, and the performance setter and stuff You know, in the weeks leading up to WrestleMania to see how he can bump, see how he does. And if he passes with flying colors he'll probably get pretty physical at wrestlemania i mean tonight he got fucking cleared 6 hours ago on WWE.com. on smackdown tonight he took the finishers of kevin owens and a pop up powerbomb in the fucking ring apron yeah. so that speaks that says you know that speaks volumes to how highly uh, the the company thinks of Brian back in an in-ring role. So he would not be doing that if they still had some skepticism regarding his future as an in-ring wrestler. So I assume he will get pretty physical in the match, but I think a tag team match is the right route to take at this point in time. Mark?
2: Yeah, I uh, I think a tag team match makes sense. And also the setting... I mean, for at uh, on one point, a tag team match, he won't, won't have to do a, a tremendous amount of the heavy lifting. He can do the hot tag. He won't have to take a, a majority of the bumps uh, in the match. Yeah, Although, knowing know. him, he would probably want to do that. He'd probably want to take as many bumps as possible because he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, tag, a tag team match, so it, the focus won't all be on him. And it's at WrestleMania. There's, I think, there's now 100 matches booked for WrestleMania 34 in, in New Orleans. I think there's there's 103 matches. There's a lot of matches on this card. It's going to be a seven hour, uh, maybe it's going to be like a 20 hour card by the time this thing is all set in, set in uh, stone. Mm. Point point being, I'm being I'm being facetious, but the point point being is that how how long is this match really going to be? Is it going to be 10 minutes, 12 minutes at the most? So it's going to be a little bit of a taste as to what Daniel Bryan could do, and then. In, in the future, he can probably build himself up back to that point. Also, you know, I'm sure the guy is uh, is still in really great shape. He looked look really good tonight, but is he in a 15-20 minute singles match shape just yet? I don't know. I, I have no idea. So I think this is, for many reasons, this is the right scenario for him to return to.
1: Yeah, and plus the, you know, plus the fact that, you know, he, he comes back to, one, Wrestlemania, two, to uh, New Orleans the Superdome where he won the world title what four years ago now so it's like coming you know coming back home and you know everything coming full circle so that kind of makes sense and um I think it'll be real interesting to see you know what he does and and, and how he is in the ring like, like Graham said he, he took the power bomb he took you know shots to the head um, today or tonight on SmackDown, so that kind of shows you that, you know, he, he's not covering or protecting that that area. So, um, the one question I got to ask—I'll start with you, Mark. Um, even though he's cleared, w- would you, as a fan, want to see Daniel Bryan like Russell, uh, like periodically a- every week on SmackDown or, or every pay-per-view, or do do you think they could do? The Brock Lesnar schedule kind of uh, take with him, where Daniel Bryan will be more of a special attraction kind of wrestler, where he's not every every single month, but you might get him at WrestleMania, for example. Then you might get him, let's say Money in the Bank, and then like SummerSlam, where he it's more spread out with him as opposed to every Tuesday SmackDown or every month on a pay per view.
2: Yeah, I, uh, that's a good question. I, I think so. I think I think the Brock Lesnar schedule, kind of like the Shane McMahon schedule where he's on TV every week and he's in an authority role, but he's not wrestling every week on SmackDown. It's a, it's a special event when yeah. he gets in the ring. I think that's probably the best way to do it. On the other hand, there are so many potential dream matches for Daniel Bryan now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the list is very, very long. And I want to see, again, selfishly, I want to see him against all these people. I want to see him against Nakamura. I want to see him against AJ Styles. I want to see him against Johnny Gargano when he comes up and Alistair Black and some of these guys in NXT. Uh, the list is very, very long. Uh, but I think what is best for him, for his, his health, um, and I'm not a doctor and I've never examined him, so, I mean, what the hell do I know? But... Uh, obviously, like I said, there was something, there was an issue there. There, there, there's, there's, he's not a hundred percent. He's good enough to wrestle, but he's not, he's not what he was, you know, uh, five years ago. Uh, I think best for his health and, and, you know, the, the Brock Lesnar formula has worked for, for WWE. There's no doubt about it. Him being a special attraction has, has, uh, has been a good thing. He's not overexposed. He comes back and it feels like a, 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 unique special thing. And I think you can do a similar thing with, with Daniel Bryan, only, I mean, maybe more often. I, I mean, and who knows what what Brock's future is, but uh, yeah, certainly not a here's Daniel Bryan wrestling every SmackDown type of thing. But certainly the big events, the Big Four events, the Royal Rumbles, the SummerSlams, the WrestleMania, that kind of thing.
1: So how do we how do we get him from being the the, the SmackDown GM to now being a full time wrestler? I mean, storyline wise, they would have to be they would got to come up with something creative where. You know, if you lose this match, you're you're no you're no longer a SmackDown GM, some shit like that, right? I, I mean, I think eventually,
2: but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays in enough. that role for a little bit longer because again, like un- unlike Brock, where he has like this unique contract and he's only he's only in his deal, it says he's only on TV x amount of dates. You still want Daniel Bryan to be there on television? But you just don't want him to wrestle, kind of like Shane. I think I would compare it more to, uh, yeah, or 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 to or to, uh, Triple H, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, he you know he he's there regularly. I mean, Triple H is kind of sporadic, whereas Shane is on TV every week. You still want Dan Bryan? He's still one of the best guys on the mic. He's still one of the best guys, uh, you know, overall in in pro wrestling. So you still want him there every week. You just don't want him necessarily wrestling every week.
1: Grant, what do you think? Should they do the? Uh, should, should they take the Brock Lesnar schedule approach to Danny Bryan? Honestly, I would be surprised if they did. Just considering
0: how bad he wants to wrestle, and that's not the only factor, of course. Uh-huh. Like uh, Mark was saying, in regards to his health, and we really know nothing. We only know that he w- he will wrestle again. <clears throat> we don't know how often. We don't know what un- type, what type of deal. I would be shocked, though, if they only had him wrestle a few matches a year because it's not what he wants to do. He wants to wrestle, and I'm sure obviously it's better than nothing. Right. But the guy wants to wrestle every week, every few weeks if he wants to. That's what, That was the whole point behind him wanting to quit and go to the Indies because he was going to wrestle every weekend anyway like anyone else, like Kenny Omega or Cody Rhodes or whatever. So having him wrestle a few, month, a few matches out of the year, I don't think it's going to cut it. I think if they were to clear him and tell him you'll only be working the Brock Lesnar schedule
1: mm-hmm.
0: or even the Kurt Angle schedule or whatever, I don't think that would fly, and he would probably leave, to be quite honest with you. I don't think that's enough. I think he can he, he can have his final few matches in WWE, then take off, go to New Japan, go to Ring of Honor, and it wouldn't matter. So it's, it's really not a guarantee at this point that he's not leaving WWE, because it really is a matter of, okay, what are you going to do with this guy moving forward? Will he be a full-time guy? And I think he can be. It's really all a matter of how, how much he can go. We'll find out at WrestleMania and what his health is looking like, just because he's going at 100% in the ring does not mean he's 100% health-wise. I mean, he was doing great before he got injured in 2015, but we also didn't know at that point the guy was having concussions like almost on a weekly basis. So I guess we'll find out in due time, but I think unlike a guy like Kurt Angle, who if you told me, always coming back on a full-time basis, that would be stupid, because the guy cannot go on a weekly basis. He cannot wrestle on a weekly basis. His body is broken down. So is Daniel Bryan's, but in different ways. I think Daniel Bryan, if you put him out there as a full-time performer, he would fucking kill it every single time. And I think you also run into an issue there, where he wrestles every few months. At this point, you know he's gonna wrestle. I feel like he would overshadow everyone else in the show. Because if you watch SmackDown tonight, it was a, a glaring reminder. How over this guy is this guy can be the top baby face on any show they can put him on as an authority figure it's fine and he's always been over even the time that he's been out of the ring yeah but it's like you can't squander that by having him just book matches every week to me that's a waste this guy can still go in the ring i mean well actually we don't really know that you'll find that a wrestlemania i'm just speculating but with a guy that's that over and even after four years, when he was at the peak of his popularity in 2014, yeah. he's still so over. It's ridiculous. I, I say you can't squander that by having him only work three to four matches a year. Not to say they won't do that, but I, I still think it's much more likely we see him in a full-time role coming out of WrestleMania than we do working in the Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon, Brock Lesnar schedule.
1: So like so like Mark said, you would rather keep him as the SmackDown GM like what what Hunter was doing on Raw, where he'll be the CEO, but then he'll fight a couple times a year. So keep Daniel Bryan as a GM for now, and then whenever a match happens to arise, then he'll wrestle in that match, right? Well, I mean, I would do the
0: opposite. i would I would take him out of the role, of GM and then have him be a full- time guy. I know you could still you could. the other route isn't bad either where he mm-hmm. remains special, but it's like, with Daniel Bryan, he, he's so popular, but I don't see him as a Brock Lesnar, where I feel like if you had Brock every, on TV every single week, yeah, he wouldn't feel as special. Daniel Bryan, we see him on TV every single week anyway. So it's not like he, already, he is special, but in a different type of way. Again, Brock Lesnar, Shane McMahon, not even Triple H, no one is getting the reactions that Daniel Bryan does. I feel like if you have this guy sit on the sidelines not wrestling, It's a waste. He only has so many years left. I know he's already, obviously, his health is taking a hit. But the guy's 37-something years, like that, years old. He's still got a few good years left as a full-time performer before you can go that route with him. You know, taking every few months off as like a la John Cena or whatever. I think he could still go in there and wrestle. Again, maybe not wrestle every single week, but maybe more often than not. Um, I just think it's a waste to not have him as a full-time performer. So I would hope they take him out of the role of SmackDown GM after WrestleMania. They put someone else in that slot. And honestly, I saw some people tweeting about this tonight where they could probably move, which has been rumored for a while, move AJ Styles over to Raw. SmackDown has a huge void there, even with Nakamura. Nakamura's popular. He's not AJ Styles. So SmackDown would have a huge void to fill. Hey, enter Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan would be a perfect fit. For SmackDown as the lead babyface in that show, but that's merely fantasy booking on my part.
1: I did, I did tweet out earlier that you know Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan's first match should you know coming back should have been against Triple H because you know Triple H.
0: <laughs> that would not surprise me. I'm actually kind of surprised Triple H didn't book himself in a match with in a match with Daniel Bryan just to go to, uh, to get to get his win back from WrestleMania 30 in New of, Orleans. Of
1: course, you know Brock came back or no? Well, Brock came back before John Cena, but you know Brock first WrestleMania was against Triple H, and you know Ronda Rousey comes in. Oh, there's Triple H. Oh, you know The Rock comes back. Oh, there's there's Triple H, and you know, Sting wants to fight. Oh, there's Triple H. So I just kind of made it funny that you know Daniel Bryan should come back against. Uh, Triple H, but Mark, you know, you mentioned earlier that there's a lot of dream matches that you know, once people seen Danny Bryan coming back, and a a plethora of tweets on my Twitter timeline was, oh man, we got to get Danny Bryan against Finn, Seth, uh, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Nakamura, AJ Styles, and all down the line. So I'm, I'm asking you now. If there's three to five matches that you want to see Daniel Bryan have uh, with this with this comeback, um, whether it's somebody he's fought before or not, which three or five matches would you want to see as a fan with Daniel Bryan coming back?
2: Well, I mean, uh, certainly AJ Styles and and Nakamura. I, I mean, he's he's wrestled AJ Styles before in other companies. Uh, certainly, so that's not like a that wouldn't be a first time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think he has a singles match against Nakamura. I don't believe so. I would have to check that check on that, but I, I don't think he does. Um, so I think those would probably be my top two. Uh, Samoa Joe would be up there again. Mm-hmm. He he worked with Samoa Joe in, in Ring of Honor, and, and they had uh, they had really great matches. I don't know if they had like one great singles match, but they worked together. Um, he worked. He worked with uh, Seth Rollins and Ring of Honor too um, a lot. Uh, him against Finn Balor would be ridiculous. But I, I think uh, AJ, AJ Styles and, and Nakamura are one and two, and then three is a, is kind of a tie between a, a whole a whole host of people. And and I, and I, look, I, I know that uh, WWE is is obviously still the big fish, but part of me did want to see what would happen if if let's say they didn't clear Daniel Bryan, let's say WWE did not clear him and he left the company, Uh, there are some incredible matches out there for him outside the the WWE bubble. I mean, I could not imagine how amazing a Daniel Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega match would be. And maybe one day we will see that in WWE, but man, uh, Kenny Omega right now in his prime against Daniel Bryan would just be absurd. And actually they've worked together in Ring of Honor Going back probably like ten years ago, but that would be an amazing match. Uh, freaking uh, Dan Bryan against uh, Kazuchika Okada would be uh, ridiculous. Against Naito, against Tanahashi, um, against like a guy like Will Osprey. I mean, these would be like like six star matches, maybe yeah, five star matches, obviously. Uh, so, uh, part of me wanted to see that, uh, but. Uh, it, it, this is this is where I'm sure he wants to be. It's, it's where he's probably going to make the most money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where he it's where he can make the most money and probably have the least amount of matches at this point in his career. And there and 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 WWE has enough incredible talent now. I mean they they have so much talent that he will he will have four four and a half star matches against all those guys that I mentioned and and more.
1: So Graham, who do you want Danny Bryan to uh be in the ring with? During his comeback.
0: I got to agree with Mark. I think AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura are the top two options. Nakamura, I mean, I'm sure this is pretty well known by this point, but... Nakamura, one of the primary reasons why he came to WWE was to work a match with Daniel Bryan. They were pretty vocal about it for a long time, even long before Nakamura was even rumored to come over to WWE. We're going back to like 2014, 2015 here. Daniel Bryan went on record with the company and saying, I want some sort of interpromotional match between myself and and Shinsuke Nakamura when he was over in New Japan at that time. I think Daniel Bryan might have been the WWE Intercontinental Champion. Nakamura might have been the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. The, of the, uh, the battle of the IC champions was Daniel Bryan's dream. And Nakamura wanted the same thing. Hell, the guy tweeted out earlier today that he's like, oh, it's finally something that can happen, me versus Daniel Bryan. So it's pretty evident that he wants the match too. I'm sure he was very disappointed when uh, he came over and literally like a few weeks after Nakamura signed, Daniel Bryan retired, and they still could have done it outside of WWE at some point if Nakamura ever left the company or if Daniel Bryan ever left as well and continued to wrestle. But now there's a good chance we could see it in WWE, and then it's a huge money match if they continue to build up Nakamura the right way, have him win at WrestleMania. AJ is AJ Styles. The company's MVP right now can get a great match out of anyone. Same can be said for Daniel Bryan. So putting those two together in the ring together would be just absolutely unreal. Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball at you, though. I'm sure this is a pretty popular pick, but I have not seen this talked about um, over the last number, over the the course of today since the announcement was made that Brian's coming back. Brock Lesnar, because that's a match that we almost got a couple years ago. If Brock obviously sticks around, it's pretty likely he might leave after me and need to go back to UFC. It's a match he wanted. It's a match he trained for. He got hurt the first time around, preventing it from happening. Um, But if you thought that AJ Lesnar match from Survivor Series a few months ago was pretty good, I guarantee you, Brian versus Brock would be just as good, if not better. I think that'd be an outstanding match. So, really, Brian versus anyone, Brian versus anyone from Finn Balor to Mike Kanellis, I think would be a great match because Brian is just that good. But those would be my top picks, though.
2: I think also if- let's, let's not forget that mm. Dan Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura has a story that goes back 15 years when they were they were roommates. In Los Angeles, at the at the New Japan LA Dojo, fifteen years ago, uh, they were it was it was Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, and former UFC light heavyweight champion Lyoto Leo- Machida as roommates in an LA apartment. How about that? About in like two thousand around.
1: Oh wow! Never knew that. So mm-hmm. so thank yep. you, Mark. Thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: nope. That's what that's what I bring
2: to the table, Randy.
1: Um, so neither one of you wanna see Daniel Bryan against the Miz because that's been the that's been the one rivalry that that you know, when me and Graham were on the show last year and they were doing all that stuff on, on talking smack, we were like, Hey, Miz can't get in Daniel Bryan's face and like not tease us to the point where is Daniel Bryan gonna come back and have a match and he can't just be taking all this verbiage from the Miz on talking smack and, and can't do shit about it in the ring. So now Two years later, um, quite possibly, you might get The Miz and Daniel Bryan in the ring. So if there's one match I'm looking forward to because it's already there, the rivalry is already there, then The Miz and Daniel Bryan will be the one match I want to see
0: they have to. They absolutely have to. to. Like there's no question about it. I know they worked together like literally like 8 years ago when Brian first came out of the company, but Miz has come such a long way since then Brian has come such a long way since he I, obviously first debuted at WWE 8 years ago. Um, as a match it would be unreal playing off the talking max uh, the talking smack stuff, playing off their heat on SmackDown from when Miz was on the show late last year to earlier, or late in 2016 to early 2017. Playing off, even going back as recently as RAW 25, Daniel Bryan came out with all the other GMs and Miz passed by him and kind of like clapped in his face exactly. and then kept on walking towards the ring. Like, you can play off all that shit. It's amazing. He continues to go off on Bryan. He does the fucking it kicks and every single one of his. He did it tonight. He had a match tonight in the mixed match challenge. He still did the it kicks anyway. So it's like, it's a match that is waiting to happen. It's a money match. I tweeted you earlier, Randy, but in my yeah. opinion, Miz, Bryan, WWE Championship. SummerSlam. You have Miz go back to SmackDown, or he could stay and run when the Money in the Bank over there really it doesn't matter. The end game should be him going back to SmackDown, though. Um, He goes back to the oh, Blue yeah, Brand, definitely, definitely wins Money in the Bank, cashes in on Nakamura or wherever, and then goes in a SummerSlam to defend against Daniel Bryan. I feel like that'd be a huge money match because the match itself is going to be great regardless, but you put a title on the line. It would be unreal. So that's how I would book it. But yeah, I think Brian and Miz is another great match. I cannot wait to see again.
1: So just to recap, Mark. So fantasy booking here. Graham says that Miz um, should win the Mud in the Bank. Uh, I think think that'll be in June. Cash in on Nakamura. And then do a rematch the following month, but Miz retains, and then somehow, some way, the Miz defends against Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. So, I'm assuming they, they had that match at SummerSlam again, fantasy booking here. So we're we're looking at Daniel Bryan from Graham's perspective. A Daniel Bryan being the WWE champion come August. Do you see the same thing, Mark, or do you? Would you fantasy book him a little differently going into the summertime?
2: Yeah, because I, I, it goes back to my whole thing about him being more of a special attraction. I don't know if you put the belt on him this soon. I think there's a lot. They still got to, to figure out to see how he does in the ring and then how it goes. And, uh, I remember when, when Paige came back from, from that injury, and, and she was only back for like a few weeks, and then she got injured again. They were like, you know what? Guess what? We're, sh- we're shutting it down. She's, she's, she's done. You know, she's, she's on the shelf now indefinitely. So I think they're going to wait and see. Um, to me, I mean, obviously, the the Daniel Bryan Miz program w- will be um, a huge one. It'll be a really, really big one. It'll be one of the biggest ones probably in years for WWE. I think they save that honestly for WrestleMania thirty five. I think they save that for WrestleMania. Uh, maybe keep them away from each other for a little bit, and then put the put that back into overdrive. Uh, you know next you know maybe Royal Rumble time next year or, or even Survivor Series later this year something like that uh, but I think that's a Wrestlemania match I don't know if you ru- I mean part Gosh. of it I mean it wouldn't be rushing it because there already is so much uh, there already but I think you do a slow burn and, and you keep them away from each other for a little bit you have Brian kind of do his own thing and and, and finish up this uh, I think this thing with, with uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy Dane will go on for a little bit um yeah. And then, uh, and then WrestleMania next year—that that's the match. Whether it's for a title, I don't. Even, it doesn't even need to be for a title, honestly. It doesn't doesn't need a title. It's 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 its own thing. Um, that would be a really big one.
1: So, so now we can, I would say, what 85 percent assume that the Royal Rumble winner next year could be Daniel Bryan, Graham. Honestly, you know what, dude? Five
0: years removed from the year that he got screwed in 2014. I said this earlier on Twitter. That's my bold early prediction for 2019. Daniel Bryan wins the Rumble. How many yes chants? How many Daniel Bryan chants? will we get in the main event of WrestleMania this year when Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar and people are still chanting for Daniel Bryan? It's like Roman Reigns. I mean, I know this is like just being petty, but it's like I imagine Roman is crying because now that Bryan's back, it gives people a reason to chant for Bryan during every single match knowing that there's a there's a chance we can still have him as the face of the company which I don't think we're going to go that far it'd be cool but I don't think Vince is ever going to make that happen again after he got hurt the first time after Wrestlemania 30 but um Honestly, that's what I would do. People can – even this year, I I called – I mean, I didn't call the fact that he was going to not be in it. But, I mean, people were saying that, oh, Brian's going to be in the Rumble. It's like he's not coming back, and obviously he did now. But at the time, people were saying, oh, Daniel – like there was actual people. There were were people that were actually putting their money on Daniel Bryan winning the Rumble, and and that was when he wasn't cleared. Could you imagine now that he's cleared – the chances of him winning the Rumble next year. This has happened, I feel like, 20 times. But next year, just five years removed from the initial, you know, the fuck up in 2014 in Pittsburgh or Philly, wherever it was, I feel like would be perfect. Just just give him the Rumble win and get it out of your system, WWE, so people will stop chanting for it and stop thinking he's going to win the Rumble because I feel like it's a story that writes itself.
1: I'm, I'm trying to look up. I don't, I don't think they have it yet, but I'm trying to look at, Where's the Royal Rumble next year? Just it's in Phoenix. In f-
0: yeah, I was talking with uh, RJ about that earlier because we might be looking into that. But yeah, it's in Phoenix next year. And doesn't Daniel, Daniel Bryan live in Phoenix?
1: Down. Yeah, he lives in fucking Phoenix. We just, just booked the Rumble Phoenix. and it's not for another <laughs> 10 months. So Daniel Bryan lives, lives in fucking Phoenix. That's correct. And quite possibly... He could win the Rumble in his, I wouldn't say hometown, but where he resides now. Makes sense, don't it,
0: right? It really does. Honestly, unless they resurrect the ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage and have him win the whole thing, I think people would boo anyone else but Daniel Bryan unless he wins the thing. So I would just give the win to him.
1: Yep. Royal Rumble 2019, Chase Field and Phoenix. Oh, boy. Hey. Make him win the, the 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 men's rumble and have Brie win the fucking girls' rumble. How about we do that? <laughs> All right. Wow.
2: Wow. There for a second, Randy. Too That's much, too much,
1: too much. Brie and Nikki for the belt at WrestleMania. That's right. Do it. Book it. So aside from the Daniel Bryan stuff happening uh, early today with SmackDown coming back being cleared and. Um, Looking like him and Shane against KO and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania, um, but on Raw, the beginning we had Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns is, uh, you know, suspended, but he walks right into the building, you know, and then Kurt Angle says you're you're suspended and why are you here? And Roman says I'm not, I'm not leaving until Brock gets here, and and Kurt says Brock is running late or whatever the case may be, and. Um, Security U.S. Marshals come out and try to, to to take Reigns out the ring, and he gets handcuffed, and he beats up the U.S. Marshals. And Brock Lesnar, music hits. He comes out and just uh, attacks uh, Roman Reigns with chairs, and he tries to get on the on the stretcher, and Brock just pushes him off. And a very intense um, opening segment of Raw, where I guess you kind of get the feeling they want. People to boo Brock Lesnar and cheer Roman Reigns because of how vulnerable Roman was, being handcuffed, being attacked by Brock Lesnar, and I think I thought it was a great segment. Um, Most did not care for it or like it because they feel like no matter what happens, people are still going to boo. Roman Reigns and cheer Brock Lesnar. Uh, Mark, this time I'll start with you. What did you make of the opening segment with Brock and Roman Reigns? Did it do anything for that match going into WrestleMania?
2: Yeah. So I mean, I thought I thought overall it was it was solid and and it did get a lot of heat on on Lesnar. Although the fans still were a little bit unsure of what to do. Like they kind of want they still want to boo Roman Reigns, but it's hard yeah. to boo a guy who's on a gurney who's strapped to a gurney. Uh, I, my my one big issue with that whole segment is Roman Reigns beating up the the, the U.S. Marshals. I just don't – if you're really trying to frame this guy as a babyface, right, right, and they are trying desperately to get him to get sheared, you don't want to have the guy beat up law enforcement. That's not a very babyface thing to do. <laughs> now, oh, my God. It, it, what I – would I mean – and again, we're playing fantasy booking. Yeah. Uh, if it were me – you have Brock Lesnar. As soon as Roman Reigns gets handcuffed, you have Brock Lesnar come out. He beats up the U.S. Marshals, and then he beats the shit out of of Roman Reigns. And and that's how you build. He you don't have you don't have the babyface beat up law enforcement. That's not a very babyface thing to do. You yeah. beat up cops. You shouldn't. No one should do that. That's not a good thing to do. So so uh, that that is a that is an issue that I have with the segment. Um, and then also and, and again I, I did I did like it overall, and I thought it was it was well done for the most part. But it did seem a little bit like or a lot like many of the segments that Roman Reigns had with Braun Strowman, uh, you know, a year ago or, or however, whenever, whenever they were having their, their whole thing. Oh, the ambulance. Uh, and and, and I, it, it seemed like a Braun segment, you know, in, in many ways. I mean, I, not not to say that these hospital stretcher ambulance segments are, yeah. are exclusive to Braun Strowman. But in a way, that's kind of Braun Strowman's gimmick. And to have some someone else do that while on the same show as Braun, it, it, it kind of it just it just felt Braun esque if that if that makes any sense. I, listen, I know that these things have happened for twenty years in pro wrestling before Braun Strowman was ever in WWE, but right now on Raw, that seems like a very that is kind of his thing, right? Um, so that, that was my takeaway. But again, was it was it bad? No, certainly not. It was it was a pretty solid segment overall.
1: Graham.
0: Yeah, I thought there was a great segment. I enjoyed it, but like Mark said, I feel like it kind of sort of failed in what they set out to accomplish because the whole purpose of the segment was for fans to cheer Roman Reigns rally behind him. And I don't know. I feel like with what they were going for with Roman kind of gave me a Stone Cold Steve Austin vibe and him attacking cops and just being rebellious. That combined with the shoe promos, it's very obvious that's what they're going for but it's not going to work. People are going to boo Roman Reigns no matter what happens. It doesn't matter whether he's getting the shit kicked out of him by Brock Lesnar and they want people to feel sympathetic towards him. It was so funny when Kurt Angle kicked off the segment saying, "Oh, Roman Reigns is not here tonight. I got some bad news." And people cheered like that's not what they're going yeah. for, but that's what they're going to get. Like people, they just have to understand that. It doesn't matter what they're going to do. Not everyone is going to like Roman Reigns. Most people are not going to like Roman Reigns no matter oh. what happens. It doesn't matter whether he beats up cops says Brock Lesnar is a bitch or whatever. doesn't matter what he says or what he does. He's going to get booed no matter what we've talked about here on the show multiple times. That being said, I thought Brock Lesnar came across great here. He made I mean, he got boos, but it was mostly cheers because Brock Lesnar is fucking awesome. And I thought the whole attack was great. Him killing Roman like three times. He, He killed him, came back, killed him again, left. Kill him again on the stretcher. I thought it was really, really well done. And if nothing else, it may not have elicited the reaction they were hoping for, but if nothing else, it made me care about this feud that much more. It made me, more than anything else we've seen up to this point, it made me want to see them face each other at WrestleMania because a lot of people are like, oh, Roman and Brock, it's going to be a terrible match. It's like, I don't know where we, where these people were at WrestleMania 31 because exactly. that match was fucking great. So I'm not sure what people were watching three years ago, but I think this match at WrestleMania coming up is going to be straight fire. Uh, no, you know, obviously no offense to Becky Lynch, but I feel like this match is going to be really, really good. And I'm looking forward to it. I think what we saw on Monday is a pure indication of what we're going to see at WrestleMania. I think if you throw a little no DQ stipparoo on this thing, Mm. it can make it that much more personal. But I feel like with this WrestleMania card, you have a little bit of everything. With like the special attraction and angle and Rousey, you have the instant classic wrestling masterpiece for the wrestling enthusiast, the Nakamura and um, AJ Styles. And you have the all-out brawl between Brock and Roman Reigns. So I like what they're going for here. Again, it's not getting the reaction they were probably hoping for. But the execution, the angle, I thought was excellent. Yeah. And it made me look forward to that WrestleMania match that much more.
1: I mean, there was even a point where where you know, Roman was on was in the ring, and they were trying to tie him to the to the to the stretcher, and the fans were chanting, "You deserve it," and I was like, "Like damn, <laughs> like shit, like geez. savage." Yeah, like no matter it's like no matter what you do, no matter what they do, like people people are just not going to cheer for 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 Roman, and whether you like him or not. They're not going to – it's like John Cena all over again uh, in the mid-2000s where he'll come out, they'll cheer him, they'll boo him. He'll be world champ for a whole year. He'll beat your Shawn Michaels. He'll beat your Triple Hs. He'll beat your Randy Ordens. And no matter what, he's the, the, the main guy. So he was booed all throughout his, throughout his, uh, his career when he was champion. And my thing is at some point, you got, you got to just let it be. Um, would I want the fans to cheer for Roman Reigns? If they don't want to, they don't have to. But I'm like, we can't just discredit for, for you know his work or what he what he's able to do in the ring, because people online still. I you know what? Earlier I was like, you know what? There's nobody out there that that can complain about WrestleMania this year. You have like Graham, you mentioned Nakamura. You got Nakamura, AJ. You got. KO and Sami Zayn. You you have Brock. Uh, well, that's not my point. But you have all these Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, The Miz. You have you know the Sasha Bailey, Oscar Charlotte. You can't complain about one thing about one thing about WrestleMania. You can't. And then a few people write me, "Well, there's Roman Reigns. He's in the main event." And I'm like, dude, really? You're gonna have twelve great matches on the card. And then you worry about one one guy because he's the main event of WrestleMania. Are we still gonna be that that petty and just dissect one guy because he's he's in the main event? When you have every Daniel Bryan's coming back, like we're still complaining. So I think no matter what they do uh, with Reigns, just let the shit be. If the crowd cheers, they cheer. They they boo, they boo. But I like the segment on Raw. I I, I see where they're trying to go to make. Brock, the bad guy, and Roman, the good guy, and you know, people to be you know, sentimental about going into WrestleMania, but um, I liked it, and I, I think you know, when you see the picture of Roman Reigns handcuffed the wrist looking all bruised and black and blue, and that is that real? I don't know, unless they did some fucking paint shit real quick, I don't know, but they're trying to add some sympathy towards two reigns and I'm like listen if it happens it happens if it's not it's not but I think it adds more intrigue to that match at Wrestlemania now if they do a no DQ match that'll be even more intrigue let them to rock use chairs whatever the case may be no DQ no count outs whatever let it go because you know there's no guarantee we're going to see Brock and Roman ever again so like there's reports that Brock might leave so this, it, it, it might be a wrap for Brock Lesnar after this. So we, we never know. But I think for, for the most part, for what we see, that segment on Raw w- w- was pretty dope.
0: I would have to agree. I mean, everything we saw from that segment on Raw this week, I think, accomplished what I wanted to see anyway. I mean, I think with, like I had said, making Roman Reigns out to be this glorious hero that that, that they want us to feel bad for. Yeah. It's never going to work out. I feel like you compared it earlier, Randy, to John Cena. I feel like that's worse. It absolutely is John Cena-esque from the 2000s, from like the mid-2000s. I feel like it's even worse because it's a different time. People will boo whatever they don't like, and it absolutely has 100% to do with the internet. I don't care what anyone says. It has a lot to do with the internet and just the culture of fans changing. It absolutely is. It's a different time. If the internet was around 30 years ago and fans were like today, like if fans back then were like, what they are today, Hulk Hogan would be booed by eighty-seven, no doubt. If he could even make it that far on top, uh, Roman Reigns is just, yeah, just a victim of bad timing. But the guy's good. I mean, like you said, John Cena proved himself in all those great matches with with so many people. Um, of, of all different styles, Roman is no different. He has proven time and time again. He's had a few stinkers here and there with the likes of Triple H and Taker and a few others. But the match, I thought with John Cena was pretty good. He's had a lot of other good matches, even with the Big Show of all people, with Brock Lesnar, with Bray Wyatt even. He had a few decent matches. So the guy's not bad by any means. Right. Um, but I feel like they're they're setting this up to be a smash mouth, just a, an all-out all brawl at WrestleMania and like you said, Randy, it's it's hard for people to complain about this card. Who cares if Roman's going to be an event? Should the main event be AJ and Nakamura, in my opinion? Absolutely. But one little change in the, in the placement on the card, it's not going to make a fucking difference. It's all an execution. True. We've had some terrible builds to WrestleMania and some great-looking cards, and sometimes they're the opposite. Sometimes you have a great-looking card, and it disappoints beyond all belief. WrestleMania 2000 had a, just a really good-looking card on paper. The card—I I think that show is complete shit. One of the most disappointing WrestleManias of all time. <laughs> 27, no different. And we've had some really bad builds to the Mania, and the show like exceeds it by all expectations. Mania's 30 and 31 people regard as all these great shows, which they are, mm-hmm. but it's like the build of those shows were terrible they were fucking awful yeah. absolutely awful if you go back and watch any raw from 2014 just just terrible television and this was that was no different so we'll see i think what they have on paper is good it could turn out to be a, a below average show But combining with what we've seen so far from Roman and Brock and all the other feuds going on in Raw and SmackDown right now, despite the fact that it feels like there's a million matches on the card, I feel like it's going to be a special night nonetheless.
1: So real quick, sidebar, because you mentioned WrestleMania 2027. So are are you saying that if you had to pick your top five worst WrestleManias, 2027 will be in, in the top five or are we missing a couple other ones? I don't
0: think two thousand would even be in the top five. I was just talking about disappointing WrestleMania's. Twenty-seven would be in the top five. Twenty-seven Already sucked. Definitely. Yeah. Twenty-nine definitely. sucked. Absolutely awful events. Two thousand was disappointing. It wasn't a good show. I don't know if I would put it in top five. And I think we might have mentioned this here on the show before, but in my opinion, I don't I'd have to go back and look at it. But I know in addition to twenty-seven and twenty-nine Nine was 11. 11 might have been the worst WrestleMania of all time, if not nine. 11 was from my native Connecticut. Just an awful, awful, awful show. You take fucking – I forgot what was even on that show that was good. There might have been one decent match. But overall, just a terrible show. And nine was no different. Hulk Hogan coming out and beating Yokozuna for the bell in 30 seconds. Holy shit. Could you imagine the internet reaction to that today if that happened? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be – Rip the new asshole Hulk, and Hulk Hogan would be. So, um, yeah, I would have to put 7-9, definitely 27 and 29 up there. There's a few other ones. I know you're a big attitude era Guy Randy. There's a lot of WrestleMania's, though, in my opinion, in those mid uh, like the from the ten to twenty, there's a lot of not so good ones in there yeah. from the added there, like thirteen, fourteen. They maybe have one great match, like Austin and, and Hart, but overall they're just not good shows at all. Um but I would definitely put an, or not seven and nine, I'm sorry, nine, eleven. Yep, yep. Uh twenty seven and twenty nine at the top of the list.
1: Oh boy. Uh yeah, nine, eleven, definitely top two. They are the top two worst WrestleMania's of all time. Um twenty seven is up there. Uh, I, 29, I know I was there at, at at Medlife. I wouldn't put that as far as the worst, you know, you you probably got to go back to, you know, 13 or WrestleMania two, like we're going way back, but, um, I think that'll be a conversation for a different day, but let me ask, let me ask, uh, Mark that Mark real quick. If you had to pick your worst WrestleMania or worst WrestleManias of all time, which would it be?
2: Ooh man! Um, oh boy! Tw- you mentioned twenty-seven, right? Yes, that was not a, that was not a good WrestleMania.
1: That was terrible.
2: That was not a good WrestleMania. <laughs> I think, I think that might have been that might have been the worst. I think that might have been the worst. Yeah, really? I mean, 27? I, it's, hard, it's hard to say if it's if it's the worst. It's certainly the worst of the of the last. Ten years, probably I would say, okay. and maybe the worst ever. I it was, it was really awful. All
1: right, twenty. I think twenty-seven, nine, uh, mark nine, nine and eleven. Terrible, terrible, dude. Terrible. Just, I'm just saying because you, I, I can ask you right now. Uh, give me one match from WrestleMania nine aside from Yokozuna Bret Hart.
2: WrestleMania nine.
1: Exactly. You give me one match without without you looking at uh, at wikipedia google and without Yokozuna and Bret Hart with Hulk Hogan at the end one match at WrestleMania 9 I'm trying to think
0: WrestleMania of these, 9 <laughs> I don't it <know>
1: <laughs> That's my oh, point really. That's my point. I I you know what? I could even say WrestleMania 11. WrestleMania 11 was Bad. It terrible. was really, really
0: bad. Oh my that god. That might be Fucking worse than nine. Bam bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor was terrible. Nine and one of the worst endings I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh. Probably the worst WrestleMania ending ever, in my opinion.
1: Graham, could you Graham Mark, could you imagine Roman Reigns coming out the end winning and winning the belt in ten seconds today?
0: Oh my god, could you
1: imagine that
0: where if like Nakamura lost the belt to Braun Strowman as a heel or whatever, and then Roman came out and beat Braun and in like Roman 10 cashed could in. you fucking imagine? Not even not yeah. even cashed in. Not because Hogan didn't cash in, he just came out and said, Hey, I want a title shot. Let me oh, let yeah. me take your title from you. But as Hogan
1: it was so stupid. Now imagine if that happened today. Oh my god, the internet reaction would be amazing. Mark, let me get back on Raw real quick. Uh your girl Ronda Rousey they did a, a dope video package for her, uh, you know, in gearing up for WrestleMania, showing her, her 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 being vulnerable, talk about the losses and how it affected her physically and mentally. I thought I thought the whole package was dope. Um, she she was at a RAW, but it was more like dark dark show stuff. Uh, she had a little thing with Dana Brooke and. Uh, I, I did not know that until like maybe a uh, half hour or hour later after Raw ended, but she was there, but was not on TV, but what did you make of the video package leading up to WrestleMania and the fact that she was there on Raw, but they did not put it on TV? Uh,
2: the video package was uh, really, really good. It, w- it was fantastic. It was uh, the first time that she's really opened up about her UFC losses. um and uh, it was it was candid. It was it was emotional. It was uh, it was really, really great. Uh, it's the kind of thing that I think uh, MMA fans probably would have wanted from her after that first loss to Holly in 2015 that they never really got. She never really talked about it uh, in, in that in that way. Um, th- so that I thought that was great. I thought it, it built it showed it, it did a really good job of showing why, you know, what her backgrounds, why she's here now. And what her goals are what what is the um you know what what is that that's always the big thing like for me like when you have a character on a a show or a character in in wrestling it's like well what are their motivations what do they want like what are they trying to get you know they're there every week but what the hell are they looking for what are they trying to do what's their motivation what are they trying to gain uh and that it did a good job of telling that uh that story and and also, I mean, there was rea- it was it re- was it was reality. I mean, for the most part, and uh, and then the the, the spot, the, the the segment after Raw was over, that ended up online uh, with Dana Brooke. It was whatever. I mean, it was like that was very much like a throwaway thing for me. Dana Brooke is playing Babyface on television, and she was the heel in this segment. Yeah, uh, I think it was just to, to kind of get Ronda some reps to get some experience in a low pressure situation where it's not going to be on television. Uh, even though it did end up online, maybe if it was worse, they wouldn't have been put it online. Who knows? Uh, but I mean, whatever. It was, was it was it the was it the, the smoothest interaction and the smoothest segment ever? No, no. But I, I think it was just kind of them trying something and, and trying to get her uh, some reps, and also putting her out there for the live audience because she has been advertised as uh, Ronda Rousey is going to be at every Raw until WrestleMania, so yeah. she was there. It wasn't on TV, but it was at least there for the live audience.
1: Graham, I
0: loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, I'm not a fan of the fact that they said, "Oh, Rousey's going to be on every Raw before WrestleMania." She doesn't show up again. She was there. I mean, she was technically at Raw, so they didn't really they did kind of follow up on their promise. They kind of they did kind of fulfill that obligation there. But still, it was advertised to the viewers that she would be on every Raw before Mania. She wasn't on last week, which is fine. Um, Part of me is okay with the fact that she did not appear on Raw this week because I feel like what they did instead was so much better. But I've never seen a WrestleMania match before, at least a prominent one, that they went two weeks without having the people involved in the match not appear on TV. Maybe one week they did the video package treatment. Two weeks, though. This has gotten no build on TV. But, like I said, I feel like the video package they aired in its place was great. And that's what we need to see more of with Ronda Rousey because... As a promo, so far from what we've seen, she's really not that good. Maybe she will be in due time if you don't Mm -hmm. give her a mouthpiece. But she shines. No different than Brock Lesnar in these sit-down interviews, these pre-taped video packages. She shined here. Getting a look at her UFC background, what it meant for her to be here in WWE. And moreover than anything else, showing her as a real person. Showing her after her losses in the UFC. That's what people really, really care about what her mindset was coming off those losses, how it led her to where she is today, why she still thinks she's the best in the world. I thought that was fucking great. We need to see more of that, not just, not all of this, oh, I'm so happy to be here, and she's really soft-spoken. That The badass chick that got her over in UFC is what we need to see more of in WWE. This, I'm the best bitch around here, so don't mess with me. We need to see more of that on Monday Night Raw. So, I loved it, thought it was great. Hopefully they do something innovative or they don't just go outside and, you know, go out in the ring and talk again when she's back next week, hopefully on TV. Right. But, uh, no, I really, really enjoyed it.
1: Um, I'm, I'm going to go through a couple things real quick before we get into the whole um, Ultimate Deletion. And I know Mark wants to get into the whole New Japan PWG. So, real quick, um, Kurt Angle says Braun has to pick a tag team partner at WrestleMania. Mark, who do you think uh, Braun will pick as a tag team partner if... He does pick one. Uh, Who do you think it'll be?
2: Uh, The Big Show. Hmm,
1: The Big Show. Graham, who do you think it'll be? I think the wrestling fan in me just died a little bit when I heard that. Uh, (laughs) I I hope it's not the Big Show,
0: but honestly, it could be worse. You know what, Randy? You said it on Twitter this week. You said it last week. Maybe Bray Wyatt. I feel like that would be so stupid after what we saw. This week, with him getting shoved in a lake of reincarnation, I just feel like it'd be way too soon to put him back on TV. Give the guy a solid few months off, at least a few weeks, because I feel like they really have an opportunity to give the Bray Wyatt character a massive reboot, and they're not going to accomplish that by putting him with Braun. Um, Like I said last week, I would hope it's a Samoa Joe. Mm -hmm. I don't think it will be. Elias would be pretty sweet. He was not on TV this week. Um, So Elias is a likely pick. I fear, though. You know what? Honestly, I would take Big Show over who I think it will be, Big Cass. Apparently, he's clear to compete now. Oh wow! I don't give two shits about this guy. Who fucking cares about Big Cass? <laughs> who fucking cares? Ultimate I deletion returns. Daniel Bryan's back did. in the ring. Oh, and Big Cass is back, too. Like, who gives a <laughs> shit? I hope it's not Big Cass. Braun Strowman is way better than that loser. So I would hope that Braun just wins the belts on his own and then gets paired up with him, because we all know how the last tag team with Big Cass ended. I would hope not. So, what, I, you know what? I'm not a big fan of the big show idea, uh-huh. but it's ten times better than fucking big Cass.
1: Okay, so we got big show. We got maybe big cast. Uh, the the Graham is not not all for and Bray Wyatt, <laughs> but we had the ultimate deletion, and maybe he he'll take two three weeks off and get repackaged back into the Hawaiian shirt wearing bray Wyatt that came in, came into the company years ago maybe um oh he might not pick a partner but or maybe elias but i think elias big show and bray Wyatt will be the top three kind of candidates uh, uh, also samoa joe I'm, I'm not sure if he's cleared or ready to uh, to wrestle but i think those would be the the, the the possible for people to be his partner um Nia Jackson and Alexa Bliss gets official for WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, Rainey Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder gets official for the uh, U.S. title at WrestleMania. Mark Henry going into the Hall of Fame. Graham, what did you make about Mark Henry being a Hall of Famer?
0: Well-deserved. I mean, the guy's been in the company for, what, 20, almost 25 years now? Just not just longevity, but... Yeah. He's a memorable character. I mean, if the fucking godfather can get in for the one gimmick that he got over in the late 90s, why not Mark Henry? But, I mean, if only for the Hall of Peen run alone in 2011 and 2013. Shocked didn't mention the, the the retirement fake promo from, like, 2013, which was probably the highlight of his career aside from the world title win when he laid out John Cena. And he wore that awful-looking yeah. salmon color jacket, which was just unbelievably amazing. Shocked that not mention that. He, hopefully we get the same thing in the Hall of Fame where he's like, oh, thank everyone. I appreciate everyone's support. And then he comes on stage and like fucking world's strongest slams. Whoever's inducting him, would be great. But anyway, no, I think it's well-deserved um, and glad to see him in the Hall of
1: Fame. Mark.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Same thing. I, I, I agree. I'm a, I've been a Mark Henry fan for a long time. He reinvented himself many times, uh-huh. uh, which is always nice. He evolved. His character evolved, and he did very well even up until the end of his career as a heel. Uh, Yeah, I'm a I'm a a fan. I I like that. I like that move.
1: Uh, John Cena calls out Taker, but gets Kane instead. Um, Okay, uh, do we see a Taker on Raw before WrestleMania, or does? Cena keep calling him out, calling him out. No answer, no answer. And then when Cena is at WrestleMania, what I would would want to happen, Taker does not come out on Raw. He comes out at WrestleMania. When John Cena could be doing, let's say he's hosting WrestleMania or doing the interaction with the fans and doing all this stuff. And then, boom, Taker comes out in the middle of of what John is doing. Bing, bang, boom. He says... Let's do it right here, right now. The fans go crazy. Get the fucking referee out here, and then you have your Taker John Cena match. But again, that's the way I would book it. So, Mark, uh, what did you make of Cena still calling out Taker, and th- there's no response? But we get Kane instead.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, it's it's <laughs> the storyline story is is kind of convoluted and has been for a while with John Cena. Not having a road to WrestleMania—that's just ridiculous. Obviously, he was always going to be on the card. I do, I do like your idea, though, Randy. I do, I do like uh, seeing it coming out. It's, it's, it's like he's kind of begging, though. It's almost pathetic, right? It's like he's like he's essentially getting on his knees and, and begging for some kind of response from the Undertaker. Uh, getting, you know, getting desperate by calling him out and calling him a coward, and you know, no one really thinks the Undertaker is a coward. I mean, right. that's. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's a whole. It's weird. It's just written very oddly. I don't blame Cena as much as I blame the writing. Um, and I like the, I, I do like the idea of him only coming out at at WrestleMania. But, but, I mean, they will need to advertise the Undertaker for WrestleMania just just sure. for money purposes. So I'm sure they'll probably come out on the Go Home show. Maybe they'll wait until the very last segment of the Go Home show. And we'll hear the gong, something like that. There'll be some kind of indication, and then they'll announce that he's that he's on the card against Cena. Uh, even though creatively, I think it is better. But I, what you said is better. They still got to sell tickets. They they still got to they still got to you know uh, sell network subscriptions. So they'll advertise it in, in some way. But uh, that's where it's leaning. So I, I think certainly.
1: So so do you want you want the gong taker or do you want the American badass taker?
2: I, I want the American badass taker just because it. Even though I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that character, and I'm not a fan of Kid Rock by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I do want that. I do want that character because if you, if you want to if you want to have continuity, the the Deadman character has been retired. Right, the, the the coat and the hat were left in the ring last year. That's it. It's it's that that character should be retired okay uh whether whether or not they give a shit about continuity is up for debate but to me that's what i prefer the dead the dead man is gone american badass taker is here uh it makes sense from what his what he's been posting on social media with uh you know the the donald trump supporter shirts and that kind of stuff and uh not my cup of tea but it does fit the american badass uh, character uh, uh persona
1: grant what did you make of uh cena calling out taker and getting getting no answer
0: I want the version of Undertaker that just goes home and stays home because I'm fucking <laughs> done with this shit. This is so stupid. We've been over this before Why? with you know, I don't ever wrote the WrestleMania. It's like we all know you're going to fucking be there, dude. We're not stupid. Don't insult their intelligence. And then we get Kane instead. Probably the scariest part of this entire segment was when Michael Cole said on commentary... Does this mean that Kane is stepping in for The Undertaker instead? It might face John Cena at WrestleMania? Yeah. I think I felt myself throw open my mouth a little bit when I heard that. It's like, are you kidding me? Thank God we're getting that match next week on Raw. Even that, I'm not excited about. But still, that's a little uh, worrisome to have heard that. But nonetheless... This whole thing is dumb. The only way they could solve, they could salvage this feud is, as you guys said, he comes out as American badass. Kid Rock is there anyway. Just have him sing his fucking song to the ring. Why not? I don't see what the harm in this is. We've been mm-hmm. speculating about this for years. Now, I thought they might do it at, at, uh, in 2015 at, at 31 when he faced Bray Wyatt, but they did, had to do the whole sit-up and uh, fucking spider walk visual with Wyatt and Taker to sell merchandise or whatever. I don't know. It was dumb. But uh, at this point, they're not going to have Taker appear before WrestleMania. In my opinion, it's a mistake. Cena's doing a good job with the promos, but how many times can we hear the same shit from this guy every single fucking week about himself being a loser and him calling Taker a coward? Basically, by not showing up, Taker is a coward. Like, he's basically proving his point by not showing up. It's so dumb. Like, I just haven't come out as Mark Calloway. Say, just shut your f- fucking mouth, dude. Like, I'm not going to face your WrestleMania. Stop crying like a baby. Face someone else instead. Enter the honor of the John Memorial Battle Royale. This, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not a fan of this. I'm just not a fan of this feud at all. And um, you know what? I've been proven wrong before. I've been talking about for months now why everyone's a mark. We're thinking Daniel Bryan's going to come back to the ring. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what? Maybe they surprise me and they put on a five-star classic. Right now, I'm not yeah. expecting it. And I just think this whole thing is a waste of time because I feel like no one's going to win from this thing, even if Taker wins. It's like Taker or Cena just lost to a 60-year-old man that looked like shit at WrestleMania 33. So we'll see where it goes. But as of right now, I'm just – whatever they're doing with this feud, I'm not sold on it.
1: Uh, speaking of Michael Cole, he, he, you know, he was on Raw. He apologized uh, ahead of time for what you were about to see, which was the ultimate deletion. So, um, a lot of fans were upset that, oh, Michael Koa, how dare you apologize before you even show it. Uh, But then Ultimate Deletion happened with uh, Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. And I stared at my TV for, what, 15, 20 minutes, wondering what the fuck was happening and trying to absorb everything and not just say, I hate it, I don't like it. I I I saw it. It happened. I saw the Vanguard uh, drone. I saw the, the Senor Benjamin. I saw the, the little uh, deflatable Earth. I saw Brother Nero. And I seen Bray Wyatt get thrown into the lake. Um, saw pianos and wrestling rings. So, Graham, this whole deletion stuff. I did not watch the final deletion from TNA. So, I don't know too much about the, the, the Woken, Matt Hardy character. But for what you were able to see on Monday, for fans like me who don't want to shit on it right away, uh, did you like it? Did you hate it? Was it supposed to look bad and, and not look great? So how can a fan like me kind of like this stuff going on? Personally,
0: I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's obviously because me being biased and given that I'm a huge fan of the Woken, Broken Universe stuff, whatever. Mm. Well, first and foremost, it's better than anything else I've had to do up to this point. It's not saying much. The Bray Wyatt Woken Matt feud has been a bust so far. This was by far the, the best thing they've done so far. I feel like, above all else, this is accomplished in getting eyes on, on Raw. I mean, the rating didn't skyrocket or anything, but it was like trending on Twitter for well over two hours after the show ended, which is so rare for Raw nowadays. They'll trend for a couple minutes. Yeah. Nothing is ever trending on Twitter for more than and 10 minutes whenever it comes to Raw or SmackDown or whatever. This was trending on Twitter for like multiple hours last night because it got people talking. Whether people liked it or they hated it, it got people buzzing about, about Woke and Matt or Bray Wyatt for that matter. When was the last time this, this much – traction was given. This much attention was given to a Bray Wyatt angle. And I'm not talking about the House of Horrors. That was a complete waste of time. That was fucking stupid Probably as shit. David this was Ryan. way better than that. Uh, they were going for comedy here. They were going for just like what the hell was that? Yeah. And you know what? I, for what it was, I enjoyed it. It was better than half the stuff we see on Raw anyway. It was, uh, it was a journey into something different, which is not always a bad thing. I think it's a nice little break from the uh, typical formula they like to the force-feed us every single week on Monday nights. So you know what? I appreciate it for what it was. It wasn't exactly final deletion for anyone who saw that from TNA. Um, they did bring back a lot of the same characters from Skazgod, the dilapidated bow, and Vanguard 1, and, T- and Signora Benjamin, and Lord Wolfgang, and King Maxwell. all the characters, his wife, everyone, brother Nero even made an appearance, which was cool. Um, I think they can improve upon this. It- it's a starting point. With this WWE thing, you got to realize they could have done much worse Vince could have taken what he saw in TNA and he saw in the indies with Matt and said, oh, it's over, over here. I'm going to ruin it in my company. And yeah. just make it total shit, which he's arguably done up to this point before ultimate Delation, I think they tried their best with it. It was entertaining. They at least went to the hearted compound. They didn't try to make it like a brawl outside of the arena. I thought it was good for what it was. I enjoyed it, and hopefully we see more of this in the future, and it only gets better from here.
1: Before I get to Mark, in, in your estimation, two things. Um, What did the ultimate deletion accomplish? That's number one.
0: Well, honestly, I mean, it's hard to say right now. It's only been two days, but I think the biggest takeaway from this, above all else, is that it can really provide Bray Wyatt with an opportunity to get a much needed career resurgence. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know if you bring him back as fucking Husky Harris or you have him go back to doing what you were saying before, Randy, with the Hawaiian shirt and as the cult leader, you give him a family again. I don't know where they're going with that, but you know what? Again, it got people intrigued. I, the, the WWE does not have the best track record with following through on storylines like that. It very well might lead nowhere. He might be he might be back on Raw next week facing Heath Slater. Who knows? But I feel like they really have an opportunity here to hit the reboot button with Bray Wyatt, and I think putting him with Woken Matt going forward as like a broken Bray or whatever putting him with brother Nero, I feel like would be really, really entertaining. So that's my biggest takeaway from this, but that's merely two, two days removed from it. So really only time will tell in regards to what it really accomplished.
1: And number two, before I get to Mark, the, what's been the feedback that you've been getting on, on your Twitter, on, on your timeline Did do people like it, love it, hate it. Uh, which one is it?
0: It's mostly been, it's mostly been positive. From what I've seen in my Twitter timeline, a lot of people are talking about it, including a lot of people that weren't. I follow some people that were that were watching years ago that no longer watch. You probably have the same thing, Randy. Yeah. Um, those people, it got people to watch again. It got people to tune in and whether they liked it or felt indifferent towards it, they watched Raw again. Again, to me, that's all that that's really all that matters. Um, but no, I, I saw mostly positive reactions Some people said it was amazing. I thought it was enjoyable. I don't know if it was the best thing I've ever seen. Um, I saw some people say it was okay, which I agree with. And some people were just like, this is terrible. And that was like really one or two people. It really wasn't a lot of people at all. But it was mostly positive, though, from what I
2: saw.
1: Mark, what did you make of the whole ultimate deletion?
2: And Sorry, th- yeah, yeah. Oh, I got deleted go. there for a second. <laughs> uh,
1: no pun intended.
2: I, I mean, I'm kind of with Graham. It was, it was. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It, it happened. It yeah, wasn't it terrible. Is. It was, it was. Uh, it wasn't as good as as what they did with TNA, but it was definitely the best part of the of the Hardy Bray Wyatt feud. And uh, yeah, if uh, if if Bray Wyatt comes out of this bet, it it won't be a success to me. Um, and it could, it still could be a failure. It wouldn't, it won't be a success until we see what they do with Bray Wyatt, if anything, after this. If it, 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 will be a net positive if he comes out of this with a refreshed character, or whatever that might be. And we don't know what that, what that is going to be yet. So I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a uh, TBA on on the Ultimate Deletion.
1: So if he comes out with the uh, Hawaiian shirt, fedora hat, white pants. Cult leader Bray Wyatt from like 2014, and he comes out at WrestleMania as Braun Strowman's partner. You at home going to be are going to be like, like, damn, that was it, or like, wow, Bray Wyatt is going to be the partner for Braun Strowman. Uh, I don't.
2: I mean, I I do look. <laughs> I I did I, I did like I did like the cult leader stuff initially, but it it did it didn't. I mean, it evolved into something worse, and and it wasn't really much of an evolution. It was kind of a de- devolution of that character, what he became. Uh, I don't know if I want to see that same thing again. And if he's Braun Strowman's teammate, you'd imagine he'd be a baby face. I, 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 I honestly have no idea. Now, I, I will say this. Bray Wyatt, uh, uh, the 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 wrestler, the talent who plays Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda is a talented guy. He's a good promo. He's a pretty, he's a decent wrestler. Um, they could do something with him. I mean, it's not this is this is not it. It's just uh, it, it. This is a big spot in his career. It's a big yeah. it's a big spot for, for, for them to to see if they can turn him into something. And and and, and that's 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 the big question mark to me. That's that's the, that's the big thing.
1: Um, I, I think. Him being Braun's partner is the best scenario that makes sense, because as as you mentioned before, if you put someone with Joe there, that, that's cool. Elias, they had it back and forth, but then it's like, okay, why would you know? Why would I put a piano on you one week and then hey, be my partner this week? Um, big cast, whatever. Big show. I I understand that they had a rivalry, but that was a year ago, so. It's kind of like, you know, I respect you, you respect me, whatever uh, the case may be. He might just be tagging by himself. We never know. But to to reinvigorate Bray Wyatt's career, uh, it might be a short time to say, hey, if if it's March 21st now, and hey, we're going to reinvigorate your career by April 8th, three weeks I think that, that that's a short amount of time, but I think from a, a booking standpoint for if Braun's going to go with a partner, I think Bray Wyatt is the most logical one that makes sense, but I'm not going to end the show without Mark talking about a couple of new Japan PWG events coming up. Uh, I'm not sure if it's this week or next week, but, um, but Mark, the floor is yours. New Japan is your thing. PWG is your thing. So uh, let me know what's going on, man.
2: Well, you made me wait 90 minutes to talk about <laughs> talk about New Japan. Sorry, uh, sorry. We won't talk so much about PWG. Um there is a PWG show coming up on Friday night um in LA. It's it, it's good. Um if you can't get in the door and and most people can't cuz it's it's sold out, you can watch it on High Spots Network on uh, probably like in a month or two. Um you can stream it on there or you can get the DVD. Um, but the new Japan show is, uh, it's, it's a good one and it's an opportunity for fans who are are WWE fans to see new Japan, not in the middle of the night, not early in the morning. It's going to be live on access TV on Sunday night. Um, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on on when the show starts, but it's going to be, it'll be in prime time, East coast time, uh, on Sunday night. And the main event is, is a really, really big one. It's, uh, it's Kenny, Kenny Omega. And Kota Ibushi against the Young Bucks, so it's it's uh, it's one of the best tag teams in the world. And the Young Bucks against what was once one of the biggest tag teams, the best tag teams in the world, in the Golden Lovers. That's Omega and Ibushi, and uh, it's just, it's a, it's another kind of uh, uh, chapter, I guess you could call it, in the in the Bullet Club uh, crumbling storyline that's going on in New Japan and Ring of Honor right now with with Cody and, and Kenny Omega, who's the leader, who's still in the Bullet Club. Uh, up until this point, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in, in storyline were were on good terms, uh, but now they're, they're going against each other um, as a tag team. They had a falling out at, at the recent New Japan uh, uh, Honor Rising show. Um, right. That was a few weeks ago. Um, and then uh, this is all leading into Kenny Omega versus Cody um, at Super Card of Honor, the Ring of Honor card on New Orleans, uh, on uh, WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans. But this is, this is going to be a really amazing match, the, the main event of this uh, card with uh, Omega and Ibushi against the Young Bucks. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be insane. It's going to be one of the best tag matches uh, in a long time, I think, in any, in any promotion. It's going to be really, really good. Um, and also on that card is uh, a U.S. title match between Hangman Page um, and uh, and Jay White, who is the U.S. champion who beat Omega for that belt. Also, uh, special attraction on that card: Rey Mysterio Jr. against Jushin Liger in their in their first singles match since I think 1996 at Starcade. So that's oh, wow. really cool, okay. um, and that that's gonna happen in Long Beach. It's, it's only New Japan's second show ever in the United States. And, uh, and and it's it, it's going to be a great show. It's, uh, there's going to be all the top names from New Japan will be on it. They won't be in high-profile matches. The the big match is really going to be Golden Lovers against the Young Bucks. But uh, it's it's a good opportunity for people to watch New Japan when it's not on in the middle of the night on a digital streaming network in Japanese. It's going to be on Access TV. Most cable ne- cable packages carry Access TV. It's going to be in English. You know, uh, Jim Ross is going to be the play-by-play announcer, and, and Josh Barnett will be on color. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be it'll be a really good show. And then uh, also, if if you want to catch up on what's going on with, with uh, the Young Bucks and and Bullet Club, and and uh, the the reuniting of, of Kenny Omega and uh, Kota Ibushi, um, Showbuckle is a really good YouTube page uh, for that. And there's a really good uh, kind of a background into the relationship between Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Um, one of the best tag teams for a long time in Japan. They they broke up a few years ago. Uh, Omega helped AJ Styles, who was in the Bullet Club, beat Ibushi um, in an IWGP Heavyweight Title match. They had they had a they had a falling out, and now they're back together. It's it's been a long like almost ten year story they're telling with those two. Um, definitely check that out. Show buckle and uh, Sunday night New Japan Strong Style evolved. Um, on access tv it's it's gonna be a really good show i'm telling you if if you're looking for an alternative from wwe uh even if you're a wwe fan i think this will be of interest and i think you'll you'll enjoy it a a lot
1: so two things one you said is in long beach california right correct so are you going to this show
2: Oh, of course I'm going. What are you crazy? Of uh, course.
1: I'm asking. Are you got front Tickets, row? Will, will we have five rows?
2: No, 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 front row. Oh. No, no. I'm, I'm. I'll be in the. I'll be. It's a. It's not a big place, but I'll be. I'll be higher up. But uh, it's sold out in I think ten minutes. Uh, wow. Almost 5, 000, uh, Almost five thousand seats sold out in, in uh, ten minutes. So uh, it's a big deal. I mean, this is as far as non WWE main events go, uh, and and non WWE draws Kenny Omega is the biggest name outside WWE and the Young Bucks are are in that conversation as as the biggest names in outside of WWE and the fact that they're going to be in a match together against one another uh it's a huge draw they 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 could have done um a venue double that size and they would have sold out they could have done a 10,000 seat venue with that with that main event still sold out right um and uh and the match will be the match will be fantastic it'll be it'll be uh, unbelievable, and and all the matches on the card will be very very
1: good. So for people like me and Graham and other fans, if if you if want to see this live or whatever, how can we find it again?
2: Access TV um, on uh, most most cable. It's AXS TV. Uh, most cable uh, packages have it. Uh, it's uh, they 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 do New Japan, so they have like the, the TV rights in the United States. To New Japan, but normally they only get the uh they get like shows like a few weeks or like a month um uh behind like on delay and they show it on friday night so every friday night there's like a match or two from new japan on access tv um but when they're in the united states but it's not happening very often it's only the second time access tv gets to show the live show so this will be live um only the second time ever it'll be a live show from new japan on access
1: so it'll be live on access what day what time I'm i'm trying to i'm trying to uh, write it down now so i don't forget sunday
2: sunday night i i want to i mean it, it'll probably be around seven or eight eastern i'm not 100 percent sure exactly what time but i believe i believe it'll it'll be in prime time on sunday night on, on the east coast
1: all right access tv on sunday seven or eight or eight o'clock eastern time graham you're watching that
0: I uh, will see. There's a lot going on WrestleMania weekend. I mean, this is this is that coming weekend, right? This is coming weekend, not WrestleMania weekend. This, this, is, this is this coming Sunday. This Sunday. Oh shit! Oh yeah, the twenty fifth. You said. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not a big New Japan guy, but if there's enough buzz around the show, which I believe there will be, Rey Mysterio versus Liger has got me intrigued. To be quite honest, I'm a big Mysterio fan. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I've been following the Bullet Club stuff, like you said. In addition to the. Uh, the YouTube page that you suggested. People got to watch Being the Elite. Being the Elite is hilarious, and it's a uh, great background. It gives you a great sneak peek into the background of the Bullet Club Dissension, Barry the Bear, all the other shit going on right now. Bullet Club is fine. It's great. So uh, I might check it out, though. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, gentlemen, uh, always appreciate you guys coming on. It's, it's about, what, 12 12- after 12 midnight here in New York, 9 o'clock in L.A. in uh, Mark's Markstown. Uh, we did speak about a lot of Brock Roman, Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania, Ultimate Deletion, all that good stuff. Uh, you can find the podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash cruise control podcast and cruise control podcast on iTunes. Download, rate, comment. Subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter at RandyJCruz, Randy J Cruz, R A N D Y, the letter J, C R U Z. You can follow Graham from Bleacher Report on Twitter at Russell Rant, Russell Rant, and follow Mark on Twitter from MMAfighting.com at Mark Underscore Raimonde. Mark Graham. Thank you, and I appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Randy.
1: Thanks, Randy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right, fellas, take it easy.